What's good, Case family? It's your host, Christian McDonald, and I'm here with my new host and the guy that is a little big brother to me, Royce Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Case Underground. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. But before we get started, we want to make sure that you're following us on social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. All the same handle, at Mizzou Case. Also, we have some great content on our website, case.missouri.edu. Most recently, our very own Jahazi Whitehurst published a story on our annual Case kickoff. Find out how Case has provided the class of 2026 with a sense of belonging. Plus, Case was represented in Jamaica this summer for a great study abroad opportunity. More on that on our website. Again, it's case.missouri.edu. So if you guys uh, do not know, we have some huge news. Case Underground will now be the flagship podcast of Case. Now, I know it's only your first podcast, Royce, but how are you feeling about us being uh, the flagship podcast? Man, that's big, man. It's a long time coming. Uh, I've been listening to you guys for a while now, so. Wait, hold on, hold on. How is it a long time coming? <laughs> and this is only your, this is your week one or week two of your sophomore year. I, I really don't understand how I this is a long. I'm a fan of the show. It, I'm a fan of the show, man. What are you talking about? Well, I'm not going to argue with that. If you're a fan of me, I mean, I mean you're, you're, you're Big Brother uh, in spirit, then I guess, you know, Big Brother got you to the big dog spot. All right, all right. But, <laughs> hey, I, I'm glad it's happening, man. I'm glad it's happening. We thought it would be cool to introduce a few new segments to kick off the new season of Case Underground. Open the Case is a segment where we want to introduce to our audience. Open the Case is a segment where Christian and I will use the first few minutes of the show to have a conversation about, you know, the relevant things going on in the minority communities on our campus. Um, we also want to highlight the impact that minorities have on our society, too. However, today we want to open a case on Royce Griffin so that our audience can get a proper understanding of who this guy is. Now, Royce, could you tell our listeners what year you are here at Mizzou and what are you majoring in? Uh, I'm a sophomore here at Mizzou, and I'm a journalism major with an emphasis in sports broadcast. Awesome, awesome. And Royce, where are you from? You, can, you sound different. I know you ain't from Kansas City. Where are you from? Hey, man, I'm from Jackson, Mississippi, or as I call it, the SIP, so... Yeah, I know the audience doesn't know this, but Royce from the Sip is his nickname, so it definitely is from Jackson. Shout out Jackson, Mississippi. Shout out that Southern, uh, what do you got, Southern Hospitality? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So how did you get from Jackson, Mississippi to Mizzou? Man, uh, where do I start, man? I came to Mizzou for opportunity, man. Just, I, I needed to get away from Mississippi somewhere so I can grow. And, uh, you know, down there, down south, it's not too many opportunities for you know, a black man like me, so... Yeah, that's awesome. I've seen some of the things you're able to accomplish uh, your first year, um, your involvement in NABJ, um, just how you were able to network uh, within Black Mizzou and really create a positive uh, name for yourself. That was pretty dope. So, you know, kind of going back to that first year, uh, what were some of the lessons that you learned from your first year of college? One thing, you know, just coming from Mississippi to Missouri, man, you got to get outside your comfort zone if, you know, you want to succeed. You know, and uh, I learned a couple other things like time management. That's a huge thing in college because, you know, Got a lot of organizations and, uh, you know, other outside extracurriculars you have to do and keep up with schoolwork as well. So, Yeah, time management is something that is very key. I think that's just like a life hack. And I think that, uh, you know, our boss, Fallon, gets on us about that all the time from, sure. you know, she'll be on that for you for the next three years, which is very good. That's something that you just really need to learn. Um, so speaking of Fallon and kind of case, what got you interested in the case marketing team? Man, I know this might sound a little corny, man, but. I'm gonna say you, man. You know, I you know I heard some of the stuff you've been working on. So you're saying you're big brother? <laughs> I'm saying yeah, my big brother, man. I've heard some of the work you've done, and I was like, that's something I want to do, you know. And I want to kind of use this platform to you know tell stories and you know inter- you know endorse the minority community. 
Yeah, man, that's awesome, man. I'm so excited to to get to work with you, man, for the Case Marketing team. And uh, I know you're going to do great things here, um, not only for the team, uh, but for the next uh, three years because you're a sophomore. But, again, this is week two of your sophomore year. So super excited to see what you do uh, for the marketing team. I think it's going to be a great addition, and I'm just, I'm just so happy that Fowler took a shot on you. Now for our interview today, we will be starting a new series called The Faces of Case. The purpose of this series is to interview and highlight the case scholars who have had a profound impact inside and outside of the classroom. We believe that this student that we're interviewing today had to be the person that kicked off this exciting series, man. Janae Taylor, she's a Brooks Scholar, man. She has been a part of the case marketing team since her freshman year, serving in roles on the social and podcasting teams. Janae recently completed a summer internship with Liz out in Indianapolis this past summer. Taylor excelled in the summer, I mean, of course, knowing uh, Janae, uh, but her team was a private label brand, so the hats that her team helped develop for Liz would be implemented within stores in the near future. And of course, Janae was recently offered the opportunity to become Liz's marketing coordinator once she graduates in the spring, so I mean, hey man, she's set, right? She's most definitely set, and kind of just seeing the evolution of Janae, um, her work ethic, and uh, not only her work in case, but in some of the classes that we had together, and her mindset... Uh, you know, that's what it takes to be successful. Yeah, and if there's right. one person that uh, models success um, as far as the Brooks Scholars and just a black person that's in Black Mizzou on campus, I think she has that. So when you say set, um, she has a skill set that's set not only for to graduate and be successful with Liz, but whatever other, you know, career opportunities going to present uh, present her uh, with. You know, so with that being said, I can't wait for you listeners to hear more about Janae. Let's get into it. Welcome to Case Underground, Janae. What's good? How you feeling today? I'm good. How you doing? Good, good. We just saw you eat Mort, so, you know, that kind of ruined my day a little bit. I'm not the biggest Mort's fan. Christian, why you got to call me out? I'm hungry. Uh, well, I'm going to call you out again. Uh, so we're going to just be a little unorthodox with this interview today. Normally say, you know, tell me a little about, tell me a little bit about yourself and all that. But, you know, we have Janae in the building, so this is a personal question <laughs> I have for her. Uh, so are you from St. Louis, the city, or are you from St. Louis, the county? Why are you coming for me? Because I already know what you're going to say. Technically, uh, technically, I'm not from the county. I'm from North County. Okay, for our audience, can you break that down? Is that the county or is that the city? It's just in the city. So what is that? We're still confused. Is it the Louvre? Okay, Christian, since you want to get all personal, <laughs> let's just say I'm not. We're gonna say I'm not from St. Louis because I know that's what you're asking for. That's not, see, look, <laughs> you're taking. Hey, we're not. We're, we don't want to kick off our faces of case series interview with a personal vendetta we just want to make sure that our audience can get a clear picture it's our job to be picasso we want to paint a clear picture of who you are so now we have our answer to the first question you're from the county which is no problem so what was it like growing up in the st louis area um it was definitely i mean at first you know i'm from uh north county blackjack florissant for those people that know that um but i eventually moved out to o'fallon later in my life so uh Growing up in North County, obviously, I really liked the environment. It's where my parents wanted us to be raised. Uh, I grew up around my family since they lived down there. And uh, I was around people that looked like me, just stuff like that. Until, obviously, we moved based on school systems. They didn't want us to go to Central. Um, So we ended up moving for schools. And basically, it was a completely different environment. But it definitely was an environment that taught me a lot of lessons and made me who I am today because obviously there's different hardships. Going into a new environment where there aren't people like you, you don't have really history or family or background out there. So uh, it's definitely something that would I stay there? Like probably it was like like my first idea, like no, I wouldn't have gone out there. But at the end of the day, like it helped make me who I am today and uh, brought a lot of good memories in my life. So yeah. What kind of sparked your interest in Mizzou? And like, was it that always your first choice? No, Mizzou was not an interest 
at all to me. Honestly, it was the only school I picked in-state. I wanted to go to UT or uh, UNC or any school that was big, basically. I mean, I'm glad I went to a big school, but... Uh, hold on. UT, University of Texas? Yes. And then you said UNC, University of North Carolina? Yeah, Chapel okay. Hill. But uh, no, Mizzou was definitely not my first choice, because usually it's like, everybody back home was like, oh, if you go to Mizzou, you're just going to the party, because all your friends go up there. But like, I go up here, because obviously Jay's school, like, top in the nation, and then uh, they gave me the most money. So... I mean, to be honest, it was just like a no-brainer to go here. I wanted to come out with as little as debt as possible. So Mizzou was definitely, obviously, not my first choice, but I am glad that I came here, and it's a decision that I would stick by, and I don't regret it. Yeah, obviously, I know you've had a lot of success here um, at Mizzou. You kind of talked about um, the financial, you know, earning scholarships and gave you the most money. Now, we kind of talked about you being a Brooks Scholar. Um, what was that process like of becoming a Brooks Scholar? So actually, before I get into that, Brooks Scholar is the only reason I'm here. Like it, when I applied for this scholarship, I was telling myself if I do not get this, I don't think I would be here just because of financials and stuff. It was at the same rate as other schools. Um, so basically, when I was trying to, when I was looking at scholarships to come to Mizzou, I was like, okay, like academic wise, this one you got to get like a certain score on your ACT you needed like a 28 I was like okay cool so I kept taking the ACT like a few I took the ACT about three or four times until I got it and then uh right when I got that score I immediately applied wrote an essay I believe I think that was the first step was writing the essay and uh then they were like okay well we want to do in-person interviews and I was like oh shoot like I ain't never did no in-person interview because, you know, we in high school. So I wasn't, it wasn't that serious to me. And I usually just wing it, which I basically did. Just go in there with confidence is just how I do it. I know some people prep, but that's how I do it. And uh, I got up here, had to borrow some of my mom's business clothes because I didn't have anything. Like, I couldn't wear nothing. They were just baggy and big. And I was like, bro. And I pulled up and I was like, okay, like, let's get this interview done. Like, so I was able to do that uh, eventually, and then I was just like, right when it was over, it was like a breath of fresh air, and I was able to uh, just wait it out. And then eventually I got a letter in the mail that said I got the scholarship, and I was like, all right, it's set in stone, like, looks like I'm going to Mizzou. So uh, shout out to Bricks and Case for that. Okay, that's that's some good background on the, on the book scholarship. And now that you're here at, a, at this um, PWI, did you, have you found your sense of belonging here yet? Actually, I have. Uh, through a way that I didn't think... I would have um, definitely coming in. I was like, okay, like I don't, I'm not in the mood to do like no clubs. Like, cause when you come in freshman year, they be all up in your face. Yeah. Like join this, join this. And I was like, nah, I'm not really about it. And like, obviously we had cohorts and I couldn't go to those because of class. I was just like, okay, like I would just keep to myself, go to the gym, do what I need to do. Um, which is basically what I did. Like I did make friends, but it was like not anyone that I saw as lifelong. And then um, obviously sophomore, we got kicked off my freshman year. And then sophomore year, we were basically online, and I lived off campus, so I didn't really get to meet anyone. But that's when we started up Case a little more. And I think Case was uh, the first group that I joined where I was like, okay, like this is a group I can stick with. And that's where I met people like Christian, people like Devontae, like Kiera, Lauren, Fallon, like all these type of people. And I was like, all right, like I know I'm going to stick with these people. And I've talked to them the last few years, like, shoot, I'm a senior now. And I, it's almost been, like, what, two or some, two or three years that I've known them, which is kind of weird to say because it doesn't even feel like it's been that long. But definitely just uh, through stuff like that and then different organizations, I became an RA, so definitely got close with a bunch of people like that. And then uh, I work for the marketing team with athletics, so I meet a lot of people there, through there, meet a lot of people at the gym that I hang out with consistently through uh, 
intramural basketball, just stuff like that. Are you uh you you kind of touched on um, Fallon and her her being like the kind of the head of the case marketing team. Um, what was kind of like your first impression of her? Because me, you know, her being a three time Emmy Award winner, yeah. you know, interviewing with her, that's kind of nerve wracking. I didn't know any of that when I came in to be honest like I just got an email I said okay who is this random lady for case that was like reaching out about some position I was like you know what if I get a like internship my freshman year then I'm doing something so I apply and I come into this little tiny office in the middle of the case office I was like okay like who is this lady like she kind of different and the first thing she did she was just talking and like if anyone else felt like she just be talking. And talking and talking and talking and talking and then she then she was pregnant <laughs> She was rubbing her she was rubbing her belly nonstop and just talking. And then um basically she was uh so I went in there right and she was just wanting to know more about me, more about my work. And obviously, like they just started the new journalism program with twelve hundred. And I come in that mug and she just started bashing my work. She said, if you was in my class, you wouldn't have passed. I was like, dang. I got I got I got, I got that same uh spill because I walked in like I was the head honcho. Uh, we had one of the, uh, uh, I guess, uh, coordinators, or, uh, Joseph Luke. I don't know his, his, his exact uh, title for case, but he was one of my mentors. I did a case summer bridge program. He was like, this is opportunity. I'm like, oh, right. man, it's Joseph and Justin. I'm like, I got no worries. I walked in the family. I popped She's up. Like, nah, uh, yeah, I, nah. I, I showed her one of my videos. She's like, what is this? I was like, yeah, I'm not getting it. <laughs> Literally, I come in there and she was like, I was like, oh, yeah, I got an eight in the class. Like, I did go as part of She said, who's your professor? She was like, oh, that's why. Easy A. She yeah. said, if you was in my class, you would have got B's and C's. I was like, dang, okay. I guess I got stuff to work on, but I don't want to do this anyways. But no, that was basically how I started off. And then uh, we were going to start up in the spring, so I got the position my freshman year, but then we got kicked off. So like, we were still sort of in contact over that summer, but we didn't really start up everything until uh, spring. But no, Fallon, uh, I've known her for a while. I guess. Um, and we pretty close. I mean, Christian know what it is. He called yeah. me FJ for FJ. some reason. But kind of going back to like your freshman year, though, what was it like getting an opportunity to be like one of the originals um, on the case marketing team? Because now um, I think it's a rule that she doesn't even accept people to their sophomore year because, you know, it's a, it's a transition to go yeah. from high school, then to freshman year of college, and then adjusting to life like that socially and find that balance. You know, for you, you know, what was it like now looking back on it to be a part of the people that help develop what the case marketing team is now. Yeah, so um, actually, we are not the OGs. There was a marketing team before us, but they stopped. And uh, I don't know if you know Lauren Purdy, but she was on it. But no, it's definitely an honor. It's definitely taught me to, um, Fallon's put a lot of stuff on me that's allowed me to grow um, into a leader for this program, not only just for myself, but for the people around me. And I think that's a good rule that she implemented for, like, sophomores because you have to get that growth and with our brand growing consistently and at a good rate we want to make sure we stay consistent and not only grow because we don't want to bring in someone that's new that's too new obviously that doesn't know what they're doing we want them to have a little experience under their belt that way they can grow personally but we can also keep growing as a brand and only move forward instead of backwards yeah absolutely i know we do a lot of uh joking about fallon poke fun at her uh but fallon is is, is really phenomenal one of the uh you know best bosses i've had is going to really develop your craft more than anyone uh, that I have, you know, and we go to the number one uh, journal school and we're biased about that, but I think I've had the most critique and the most, you know, intellectual conversations about my craft with Fallon, so I appreciate that, but I know you and Fallon have a deeper relationship, you know, when did you know uh, the kind of impact that Fallon would have in your life and like the capacity of it? Um, I Honestly, I know everyone has different relationships with her, but I know for me personally, um, we've gotten extremely close outside of this she's been there for me through a lot of things oh man 
Don't and, start, do not start crying on the first I, episode. If you cry, I, I gotta cry. I'm not, <laughs> but no, honestly, speaking about Fallon, she's been a big impact on my life. And I know, like, obviously, you're supposed to be there for business, but she does more than business. She does more than she has to for this job. Absolutely. Personally, and more than, like, after she goes above and beyond, like, it's like when I when I'm working, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna work what you pay me. But she does way more than that, to be honest. And uh, I've always talked to her outside of this. We talk probably all the time, and uh, just being around her a lot has shown me uh, who I want to be as a person and how I want to grow as a person and what goals I can achieve. And she's helped me throughout that, um, not only through obviously a career perspective, but through a life perspective. So I really appreciate her for that. Um, so they kind of talked about uh, some things that you know Fallon helped you through and what she's been there. Uh, kind of like a bigger than bigger than job kind of relationship that you have with Fallon. What is uh, you know a specific thing if you feel comfortable sharing that Fallon helped you through? Yeah. Um, relationship. Well, I talk to Fallon about anything and everything. So okay, like, but we don't want to hear about the relationship. We want, we want we want to hear the real deal. We want to go deeper than I'm that. I'm finna give you. I'm finna give you. So besides like the surface stuff, like I told her, like oh my gosh, like look, I'm finna talk to this person. She'll tell me like oh you need to get this person. Fallon be trying to she be trying to play matchmaker. That's what she be trying to do. Sometimes. Well, I told you, she, I told you, you will be courtside <laughs> with Fallon, her son Nicodemus, and your and your player will be on the your your your, your husband will be on the court. Yes, we know. <laughs> it's called networking. That's all it is. <laughs> real housewives and. Indianapolis. Don't do that. Real Housewives <laughs> of Denver. That's a shame. That's a shame. Besides, besides all the fun stuff and like sending her like, oh my gosh, what outfit? Because I remember I was going to like a party last year and I was like, oh, like what should I wear? And she's like, oh, you should wear that. That look good. Anyways, um, I had a like big situation that happened with me. Um, sophomore year of high school. Not high school. What the heck? Sophomore year of college. Sorry, I didn't know her. I'm gonna say, then. man, come 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 to the podcast healed. <laughs> um. No, <laughs> on a serious note, for real, for real, no, some stuff happened uh, sophomore year with uh, Title IX um, that I spoke about in the previous podcast with Devontae, and uh, she, Fallon was definitely the first person I told about it, besides, like, some of my friends, and, like, I didn't even tell my parents at the time, uh, and I told Fallon about it, and we just, like, talked for about an hour, I've cried to Fallon, like, we've been through a lot, I've, like... I know this is, like, different, but, like, I've been with her family a few times. Like, I feel like family around them, like, they're dope. But, like, she's been there for me through stuff like that. Um, especially that whole situation was just really difficult. Um, it's something, like, I wouldn't wish upon anybody. And, like, having Fallon there, like, holding my six, just everything. Like, she was just there for me. Um, she was listening. She was able to be proactive in certain ways. And um, I really appreciate her for that. And just, like... Fallon's like another parent to me, to be honest. Like, she's my parent that's, like, my home away from home, technically. Even though now she's gone again, like, back in Denver. Like, it's like, I can still talk to her at any moment, any type of day. Even though if I send her something at, like, 2 in the morning, she'll wake up in, she's like, an a, hour. She's, she's up sending emails at 2.50. <laughs> exactly. Like, did you get that email? I'm like, no, at 2.50 in the morning. You just, she, she, did you, did you see know. that? <laughs> she'll be up. She'll be up. So just knowing, like, she'll always respond. And um, one time I was so pissed and none of, like... I called my parents because this mm, this girl was texting driving and she hit me. She hit my car. I was pissed and I was getting real frustrated and I called my parents and they didn't pick up and I was like, next option, Fallon. Immediately called Fallon and I was just just cursing. I was just cursing. She's like, all right, calm down because when a cop get there, you're going to need to be calm. I was like, I'm going to be good. Honestly, that's just my relationship with her. I know I can talk to her on a deeper level no matter what time of day, no matter where I'm at in life. Like I know she'll always be there for me and be able to help me through stuff like that. So, yeah. 
All right, so um, you know, you being a black woman in the J school, you know, uh, journalism is a kind of a oh, it's different. Yeah, it's a <laughs> it's different. It's a, it's a white sport. Yeah, right, that's what I call it. So, kind of like take me through it, like your experience of being a black woman in the J school. Obviously, I want to go. I wanted to go into sports. I still kind of do. Obviously, going into J school, it's already different because you like a minority. So you yeah. in classes with just all See you. white people and See you. no one of color or it's like they don't really understand your point of view. But I've always been taught, um, especially coming from when we moved out when I was in like seventh, eighth grade, um, mm -hmm. it was in a white area. So I was always taught to work harder, especially not only yeah. being African American, but being a female, you have to work yeah. 10 times harder, especially in the sports world which is already difficult. Yeah. So I, my intention is to go into every class with confidence, thinking yeah. I can be the best um, and I will do the best as long as I put that effort in. That's how I see it. So I'm not going to go in and like be like, oh my gosh, look at all these people. No one looks like me. Like I'm going to go in. I make sure I make an impression on that professor. I sit near the front or in the middle. I don't ever sit in the back of a class unless I know it's not important, obviously. But like when it's something that I find value to, I make sure that I make myself known in a room. Yeah, so what's some, like, advice you'd give to, like, you know, upper underclassmen coming into J-School, you know, minorities? Definitely try a little bit of everything. Because okay. I know for me, originally, I started off at broadcast, and I switched to social media and audience strategy. But it was definitely, like, a journey to get to that point and see mm -hmm. what I liked, which is why I like what, how they changed the program. It allows you to try a little bit of everything. But when you try everything, however much you put into it is how much you're going to get out. And I see that in everything in life. So if you go in there... And you try your best, you try to learn the equipment, you try to do the writing assignments, and you speak to your professors, you go to office hours, things like that. Like, I didn't want to all the time, but I did. Mm. And at the end of the day, if you put that effort into it, that's how much you're going to, like, yeah. you're going to see the fruition of your got, work. Got to get comfortable with being yeah, uncomfortable, for exactly. sure. Yeah. And that's something you'll have to do. And that's something they also teach, because I remember just having to go out there and talk to random people. So don't be afraid. My thing is for, like, underclassmen, don't be afraid to just go out there and try new things. I promise you it's not going to be that bad. Like, I'm definitely a type of person I'm like, I don't want to do this, and if I don't want to do it, sometimes I won't do it. But then I just have to force myself to go out there and do certain things because you don't learn anything unless you experience it, how I see it. So what made you want to make that switch from broadcast to, like, social media? Um, Honestly, when I wanted to go into broadcast sports, I just didn't agree with some of the stations up here that I had to work with, per se. Um. And I was like, okay, like, I'm not about to waste my time with the political aspect behind things. If people want to be that way, they'll be that way. So I was like, why not just try social media? I did it for Case for a while, and I liked it. So I was like, why not? And then what really solidified it for me was my internship this summer um, with Lids in Indianapolis and just being able to work up there and see from a billion-dollar corporate perspective how they work things. I was like, okay, like, this is definitely something that I want to do. And so coming into my senior year I was like let's put focus on that and I think another thing that helped me was my business minor being able to see the marketing aspect of things and I was like social media kind of falls under both so I was like why not do something I like instead of something that I feel like I need to do so you so you're a business minor right and I'm, I'm kind of a I'm going broadcast and okay. I'm minoring in business so you okay. think that's like a good combo still I think so I mean my parents always like oh 
you got to make sure you do something you like, but at the same time, you yeah. don't want to be broke. So I was like, coming into journalism is such an iffy field yeah. that I wanted to make sure I had For something sure. to fall on yeah. in the future. So that's why I got a business minor. And I ended up liking it. Obviously, you have to, I wanted marketing specifically, okay. but here you have to take like accounting and stats and yeah. finance. And I took all of it yeah. and I'm in like marketing now, even though I have marketing experience. Um, but I think it definitely comes in handy. And I think it's a good crossover for journalism because right. being able to know the business side of things coming into journalism gives you yeah. that advantage over others yeah. is how I see always it. Good, always good to have a backup plan. Yeah. Um, so you kind of touched on your uh, internship. That's what I want to get into. Uh, kind of run me through that internship process, man. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get up Liz, there like, with you. Hey, yeah, yeah, Liz, Liz yeah. was, not going to lie, like coming into it, I was just, I applied for like probably 40 internships. 40? Yeah, I made a list and 40. I applied for a bunch of them. And I was like, okay, like let's just see what we can get. It sounds like I'll like it, so I'll just do it. And uh, I knew I was bound to get one because I applied for some of my sophomore year. And they, some, like, I made it to the next round. They were like, well, we want older people, so that's the only reason we're not accepting you, which is kind of annoying. But, and then, like, I made it close to, like, some other ones with, like, Bleacher Report and NASCAR. And because I know me and Christian was talking about it. But uh, I ended up going with Lids and going into it. I was just like, okay, like, I guess I'm going to move to Indy for the summer. And then I went up there and I absolutely loved it. Um, compared to other internships after talking with my friends and stuff, this was absolutely hands-on. So it was something I was able to like work and get the trust from my managers, do their actual work that they did, but also learn for myself and get my individual project along with group projects. And uh, it was something I'm really happy that I took, especially because I plan on moving or I planned on moving out of state. So being able to get that experience living on my own as well, like far enough away. Cause obviously like St. Louis, like an hour and a half, it's not far enough. Like it's far enough, but like not really. And this place was like four hours, I believe. And uh, it just gave me the opportunity to grow, live on my own, see how I can do on my own, just that mindset and being able to work at a company that allowed me to have like creative freedom. Like I, when I went in there, it wasn't only just social media. Like they were like, if you want to learn something new, you can. So I got to learn about buying and I got to learn about like operations, different parts of the business just to see what it was about. Because when I get up there, like I can still have the opportunity to move around if I wanted to. Uh, but I guess, you know, you talk about a lot of things that you learn. What is some what is something that you learned from the summer uh, that made you want to carry um, carry on and kind of bring to the marketing team um, and kind of just your work overall here in, uh, back in school? Yeah, um, definitely learning the... Basically, the setup of how a big business runs several social media platforms. Like, we had a Canada Instagram and Twitter. We had a TikTok. We had Facebook, like, original Facebook, Canada Facebook, just having all different types of platforms. So, being able to see how that system was ran along with, on top of other things that we had to deal with, not only the content perspective, but um, dealing with seeding, which is basically when we give out product and return for content to influencers when we do PR and agency working with ambassadors on different types of things I got to see how that was with private label and like collaborations coming up I got to sit in and with meetings with like a collab coming up with Marvel a collab coming up with Playboy like I got to sit on all those things and see how they work so another big thing that I wanted to bring to the marketing team here from what I'm learning and that I'm bringing in general to the J school and my other jobs that I have on campus is just the organization of how they set up 
definitely one thing I've already or we're starting to implement within the social media team here at Case is a like the way we set up our content calendar, how things would be ran, when they will be posted, what platforms they'll be posted on. I mean, mainly stuff like that. Obviously, content. There's only so much you can do coming from a large business to something like this, where it's just like organic content instead of paid and hybrid and stuff like that. But um, bringing that type of like knowledge down to this level is going to be huge. And I'm very excited that I'm able to take that into my own hands, something that I've learned that I've done personally by myself and bring that to a platform, especially like working like I know for a class I have to work with a Missourian at KMU and I went in on the first day and I was like, I already know how to do all of this. So the people training me were like, okay, like, I guess you can just go. So being able to get that hands on work and just bring it down to different platforms, um, that's something I'm very glad that I can say I can do now. And thanks to Lids, I don't think I would have gotten that opportunity. Yeah, it's like having a rookie year in the NBA and then someone come tell you to go back to, uh, you know, playing in college. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I just played against LeBron James because Lids, I mean, like, everyone knows Lids. Like, I love Lids uh, so much. I know Royce, you got like a thousand and one hats. It's like <laughs> thousand and one do-rags. Thousand and one everything, Royce. But uh, um, every time I go past Lids, I kind of think about the work and kind of how massive of a company that it is and yeah. how popular it is against a lot of different uh, cultural uh, cultures uh, in America. But I know you touched on the work environment. Again, kind of what we're talking about, you know, being a black uh, black woman, yeah. um, and just really a black person in general um, here at the J School. What was it like being, you know, a black woman um, at a corporation, a big corporation like Lids? It was definitely different um, going into it. Like you can't hide the fact that obviously there are not a lot of minorities in that company. And the CEO addresses that. He is someone that is very culturally aware, which I appreciate because he will go around the office. He will ask us these type of questions and make sure that we feel comfortable in our environment, which is really nice because you don't see the CEO going around big companies, just like walking around, having conversations with you. And he did that. And going into it, I was like, okay, like, when we first made the group, me and the interns, I was like, let's see, based off these names. And then I was like, okay, I know this one person's black because his name is Jaquan. So I was like, <laughs> it's I'm always Jaquan, <laughs> Aaron, so I was just like, I was like, all right, like I already Dante. know someone's in there. <laughs> Anyways, besides that, it was just like uh, definitely different. Um, but you know how to make your place up. And like, like I said, going in there with confidence, it don't matter who's around me. If I make myself known within the company, then that's all that matters. For a good reason, at least. Yeah. For a good reason. Yeah. Then, like, that's basically what I did, and I was very excited to do so. Um, obviously, they're working on the cultural experience within the company, and that's something I thought I should bring, which we'll probably hit on a little bit, like, how important it is to do that because Lids, their highest penetration right in stores is through people of color hispanics and african-americans yeah, wow. so you definitely want to see that within the company and that's something i definitely wanted to hit on and where i could at least and i think we did make an impact in some way which i yeah. think we'll hit on in a little bit don't don't stop saying what we're gonna hit on i this think we not, are I, I know that you no, that, I feel like, no stop i feel like no, you're gonna ask you the question <laughs> Uh, but I got a little story time. It's kind of funny talking about the diversity and your CEO doing a great job of doing that. I know we had like a couple of diversity, uh, inclusion, and you know, DEI, whatever they call it. IDE. Yeah, IDE. <laughs> yeah, what, I don't know. They got so many names for diversity. And I remember they had, I was like the only black person of the internship I had over oh. the summer. And uh, man, we had like one, we, we had, they gave us a good lunch and they set us down in the conference room <laughs> and they started talking. <laughs> 
and I dozed off in the front. <laughs> and the reason takes it. Good luck. And I was like, I woke up and one of my bosses was laughing next to me. I was like, well, at least I fell asleep during the minority conversation. <laughs> oh, wow. Christian, that's bad. It is bad. That, that's one of that's that's that was a blunder I, I have to admit. I, I I haven't told nobody that. This is shame. No, I just yeah. remember you he posted something on his story and he was at a function and I said you the only black person. Yeah, there, yeah, are you? He yeah. said, "Yeah." Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of stories from the summer. But uh, talking about the group project and what you did, um, and I think you guys, uh, you know, developed. I think one of the tasks you had to do was develop a hat concept uh, that yeah. you did for your team. Um, what was that like uh, as far as the, the competition, the project, um, and then developing a market plan for it? Okay, so technically, it was a private label brand um, going into it, a private label, and. We they set us down a room because we knew we were finna get our group projects and the people in our group and they gave us the marketing sheet and it showed us like what target audience they need growth and I saw that obviously more males were in their stores and if the females were in their hat they weren't buying hats they were buying it for a significant other or a present or anything of that sort so I was like okay first off target market women highest penetration rate people of color so I came in and I was like okay I have an idea day one once I got my group I said do y'all have any ideas because I have an idea. And they were like, no, what's yours? Told them, hey, if you have me on the team, just know you were finna win, oh, okay? Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah, I had Janelle on a few group projects, and I didn't do, I, I didn't do anything. I knew I was gonna get A. <laughs> anyways, oh man. Anyways, and we went in there, and I was like, okay. So I was sitting there, and you know, if you know what I look like, I have braids sometimes. Sometimes I wear my natural hair. It depends when you catch me and when I'm in the mood. Um, so I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, we need a hat. Like I could, like, I like wearing my scarf, da da da. So we came up with a concept where we would do sat, like obviously silk costs too much to yeah. like make. So we have a poly satin lining on the inside of our hats for people with texture here. Obviously you don't want to go into a market saying you're targeting people of color. Yeah. That's a whole issue because you don't get canceled. Yeah. They're like, oh, so now you want to focus on like, yeah, yeah like, you don't want to yeah. do that. So we made a hat where it's premium material on the exterior and the interior Every interior of the hat has a poly satin lining. And this is for a female audience, but it's also male inclusive. Some of the hats can be worn by males. And then on the outside, we have things like the sample hat that I have has corduroy on the outside. And then the underbrim is leather. And then it has a leather buckle on the back. And then the inside is poly satin. So we came up with the uh, name Elevate because we wanted elevated material. We wanted something that seemed luxurious, but we didn't want to be like cheesy, like so something that was along those lines, but that will also hit a target market for women. And then we uh, presented that to the senior leadership team. So it had the VP of finance. It had the CEO in there. It had our team leader and a bunch of important people with the company. And the biggest parts of it were basically the like the marketing plan was one of the biggest things, yeah. which is what I did. And uh, I just hit on the importance of it. I hit on the, like why we need this type of hat. And then basically like, we presented it, and then at the end of the internship, we had a town hall meeting where everyone sat in, and they announced the winner, and my group won. Ooh. So our hats will That's be big. implemented within stores in about a year from now, which I'm very excited about, and I can say that I had something to do with it. I mean, like, it was my idea. Like, right. <laughs> I'm the target that's, audience. That's big. That's so big. I'm very excited to have that come out soon, and hopefully other people will like it. I mean... It was it was a big task. Like originally, they just came in and said, "Make a private label brand." Okay. That was it, and then everything's on your own. So basically, we went around the office asking different departments for like ideas what we should do, 
you you basically had to take initiative on your own, which was really nice. And then um, obviously pulling finances, pulling marketing plans, like that was all on our own. Like we had to just start from scratch. It was not like, oh, here's a template. Like it's just go out and do it. So it was definitely like something you can learn from. And then also being able to work with the other interns was great because like, honestly, we couldn't have done it if we weren't a good team. Like we had the best dynamic, to be honest, out of everyone, which I was very proud about. So just being able to say I have that hat coming out in like a year and it's for people with texture hair. It's not like you can wear it like you can take your scarf off. One thing that I really like to say is like you can not only wear I had on the bad hair days, but the good ones as well. That was something I like to say. That's so, that's yeah. big. Like I, this summer, I just hear that you've done a lot of great things, and uh, yeah. I was kind of bragging about you in the beginning. Uh, so this this Liz job uh, after graduation. So is this this guarantee? Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Okay, so I did about a week ago get offered a full time offer at Liz as a marketing coordinator. Specifically, I would yeah. be doing social media. Okay. Um, I still have time to accept the offer, but it's looking pretty nice compared to like everything else. It's looking pretty nice. So um, within this position, obviously, I'll be doing the same thing I did over the summer, which is mm -hmm. great because yeah. I already have that experience. And like the good thing about this internship is getting this job offer is that this job is not an entry level. You're supposed to have two years of experience. Okay. So being able to have this job with the pay right out of college is huge. I mean, obviously, I'll have to move to Indianapolis, which I have no issue with. I lived in the city down there all summer. Loved it. Oh, man, it's nerve wracking. But at the same time, it's the beginning of the year. So being able to have something like set yeah, up and be yeah, done with, it's big. like I can just sit there and say that I did that on my own. And like two years ago, sitting in my room sophomore year, I was like, am I doing all of this for nothing? Am I even going to be able to, like, get a job? Well, I like my job. Is it going to be paid enough? Like, those are just, I like to think about all these types of things. And now saying that I'm a senior, I have a job that I'll probably take that's lined up. And it's only the second month, not even, like, a, probably not even a full month of school yet. I can say that I'm actually doing something I'm really excited and looking forward to it. So Yeah, so I got uh, one fun question for you, Janae, uh, you know, before we uh, end this. <laughs> Um, so what do you see yourself in about five to ten years? Ooh, that's hard now. Are you in Missouri? Now. Are you in Indianapolis? That's hard. Um, Christian, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say anything. I'll wait to answer. You gave me that look. I, I guess I'll I guess I preview my answer. <laughs> married, married to a professional athlete. Janae, oh, wow. Janae, Janae works with uh, certain mm. individuals to try to... Try to get a professional athlete. So I see her no, working, working, <laughs> working with Liz. No, I do not. See her courtside with a Liz hat. Uh, <laughs> listen, listen. Um, five years. Okay, five years. Five to ten. Let's just go with five. Let's go. Five. Let's do three. No, that's too soon. Okay, well, okay, let's, okay. Let's well, well, whatever. No, do no, five no, then. Five. Okay, so five. I'm gonna be twenty-seven. Dang. You already twenty-two. I'm gonna be twenty-two in October. Oh, okay. That's yeah. well. Then you'll be you'll be twenty-six. No, well, I'll be turning twenty-seven. Okay. Okay, I'll be since you want to be specific. Well, this is the truth. This is the truthful podcast. Yeah, I'm being honest. Okay. Anyways, okay. Um, let's see. Five years. So, um, one thing of advice that I got was that your first job will not always be your last job. So for me, I don't know if I will be at Lids in five years. Hopefully, I'll be get like a manager position somewhere. If not there, if I make my way out through the company, then sure, then I'll be there. If not, hopefully, like, a manager position with someone, someone in social media. Hopefully, I want to work for a team initially. 27, I mean, shoot, hopefully I'm with somebody. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Christian making motions that I'll be pregnant. Absolutely not. 
I mean, I guess that's a good age to start having kids. But do I want kids? Probably not. Not then. And if I do, I only want two. I don't want to have like five. That's crazy. Um, but no, I hopefully I get like a higher up position, a manager position, make some more money. Um, if I come back to St. Louis, I come back to St. Louis. But I hope I don't come back to St. Louis. Like love St. my Louis family. Area. St. Louis area. Okay. Anyways, do you want to be specific? <laughs> uh, no, definitely. It's home. Home is always going to be in St. Louis, and uh, it's definitely going to be hard. St. Louis area. Sorry, let me fix that. St. Yes, Louis area. St. Louis. I like that voice. <laughs> you learned. It's the first. This is the first day on the job. You, you are wonderful. Um, Can we offer you a full time position? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> a full time podcast coordinator. <laughs> I can't stand Christian. Anyways, um, hopefully I can come back to the area. If I don't, then like, it is what it is. But home's always gonna be back there. So yeah, five years. There you go. That's an overview. But we'll see. Yeah. So, um, kind of wrapping up the podcast. It's been it's been great talking to you. Um, a lot of laughs. A lot of great nuggets that you drop. Um, now we said inter- nuggets. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what you know, did you say? Now, <laughs> a lot of nuggets. Like, y- y'all don't say that. She did just eat. She did just eat. She's this, this is the, this, this is like a city slang I just use. You know, if you're from the area, you may no. not know what nuggets <laughs> is. But anyways, going back to the question I wanted to ask, um, we are you know now Case Underground is a flashier podcast. You were the OG podcaster um, and had a lot of great episodes and did a lot for uh, the investment of uh, the podcast and for the marketing team. Uh, what would you give us? Um, you know, what piece of advice you give us to find our voice? Yeah. I mean, Christian, I've already worked with you in the past. So, like, you already know what it is with me. Uh, I forgot his name. <laughs> you forgot. <laughs> this is Royce from The Sip. <laughs> you don't forget Royce. Wow. I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry. Um, Royce, um, honestly, for you coming in, this is what, your first podcast, correct? Yeah. First okay. Podcast. So, obviously, you guys seem like, obviously, get well with your coworker. Yeah, I seem like y'all doing great. Cause y'all just don't listen, y'all can't stop laughing. But um, I would just say get comfortable with yourself. Obviously, I never like listen to my voice when I have to listen back to these, and that's just yeah. something I don't like. But when you get comfortable with yourself, like it's like the mic's not even here. Like obviously, like yeah. we're doing right now, we sitting here having a conversation. You ain't gotta come up in here and be all stiff. Like <gasps> who am I gonna talk to? Yeah. Like the mic's in front of my face. I'm gonna mess up. It's a hot mic. Like mm-hmm. obviously. Get comfortable with yourself. Get comfortable with your coworker. Get comfortable with whoever you're interviewing. Like, mm-hmm. just have a conversation, and then you can sit there, and it's like nothing. We can sit here and talk for like an hour. We're not gonna do that, yeah. but I'm just saying you can sit here and talk for an hour. So just get comfortable. With we yourself. can talk for an hour. That's more money in our pockets. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk for two hours. <laughs> but that's just basically what I would give uh, to you is just find comfort, like be comfortable and confident within yourself, and then obviously get that connection with your coworker because that's gonna be your partner in crime for the rest of the year. Thank you, um, Janae. Right? Don't do that. Thank you. <laughs> Just make sure I get that right. I forgot your name. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, well, before we get some more laugh and add it on unnecessary time, uh, we want to thank you for coming out. Uh, like I said earlier, Janae, you're 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 destined for greatness. Uh, it was awesome that you got the Lids internship. Honestly, every time I go to the mall now and see Lids, I think of Janae. Like, man, this is awesome. Uh, so it was cool interviewing you, of course, and. Um, just ready to see what you do. Yeah, Royce, thanks. got any words? I know you only knew her for, you know, Yeah, Royce, Royce. That, yeah, that's Royce, his name, Royce. Nah, man, this has been fun, man. First podcast. I'm just thrilled, man. I'm just happy uh, to be here. Happy thanks. to be here. Happy to be here. Thank you, Janae. Yeah, thanks for having me. Man, Janae said said a lot. She went into her phallic mode. She talked and talked and, and talked some more, but she, <laughs> she said a lot of great things. So uh, thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm Christian McDonald. And I'm Royce Griffin. Peace. I know. You listen to Case Underground. Peace. 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 <laughs>